It's hard to feel free when the world is crashing down around us and we're shut up in our homes practicing social distancing. But you don't have to feel trapped. You can write your way to freedom. Welcome to the Right Away Podcast. Hello, friends. I'm your host, Chris Kane, and I'm going to apologize first off if the audio is a little weird. I'm recording in the middle of the day, which I try not to do because houses in Costa Rica don't have insulation. All we have are windows with screens in them because airflow is more important than uh, the other. We don't have AC or heating and my neighbors can be rather loud, um, both with lawn work and yelling and talking, dropping things. Um, So I am using Crisp AI. Um, which I totally signed up as an affiliate for because I planned on mentioning it today. Um, it's really good for for phone calls, uh, Zoom calls, anything you do from your computer. It does some voodoo magic um, on the back end between your microphone and your recording system and kind of filters out some of all that background noise, but it does also kind of mute the voice a little. So this may sound a little different from other weeks. Um, And I have skipped, I have purposely not looked to see how many weeks. I have skipped a few weeks. Um, And the reasons for that were I did really good. I recorded a few um, interviews ahead of time. And then I slapped off and I got to a week where I didn't have an interview. And I meant to record a solo episode but then my electricity went out and there was a storm by the time the electricity came back on so that I could possibly record I was exhausted next week I ended up having my kid I let a lot of things get in the way by putting off recording until the last minute and then I just let it go several weeks uh I think it's been over a month And I was starting to feel down on myself because the longer you let something go, the more guilty you feel about it, the less you want to think about it. And then I realized that part of my resistance was I didn't have social energy. I was being quiet in my Slack groups. I wasn't WhatsApping my friends as often. And I just did not want to expend what little energy I had on scheduling interviews and then having the interviews and then I had this resistance well if that's the problem then I have to change the format of the podcast if I want to continue it so I had three choices three options I could force myself to get back on the wagon I could continue the format but risk burning out spending energy I didn't have or I could change the format and continue my personal momentum, but risk weakening what I was trying to build with the podcast originally, or I could just stop podcasting. And none of these would be terrible choices. The most, the common knowledge best choice would be to buck up Buttercup, get some interviews in, keep on keeping on. Um, But that didn't feel like the right choice for me. By changing up what I was doing in each podcast episode, I am trading the consistency of my time for the consistency of the content. 
I still want to do interviews, um, but I'm not going to pressure myself to make them happen right now. Um, there's just, I mean, there's a lot of things going on in my personal life. Separation, divorce like that is a giant mental and emotional drain, whether you are thinking on it or not actively. Um, the COVID second wave is hitting Costa Rica. And so there's a lot of concerns with that. We started to open up quite a bit. We've been able to go out and eat at restaurants. My little area has had zero cases of COVID. We've been very lucky, but a lot of out-of-towners have been coming in from the city. And there's some areas that are getting really bad. Um, and so there's this uncertainty about when it will stop being safe down here, if it will stop being safe down here. Um, and all of that just was fill is filling my subconscious and so I made the choice to do a solo episode and then of course I have procrastinated probably over a week on that um, because timing wasn't right like I like to record early in the morning late at night if I have to they're the quietest times right now I don't think you can hear it but my neighbor is banging out the heck on something over at his house Another neighbor was yelling about somebody having, like, no morals or something. It's not the best time. I'm distracted, but sit down, get it done. Um, and I wanted to talk a bit about that idea of doing things the right way. Um, Becca Symes calls this questioning the premise. Is it actually the right way? Is it the right way for you? Um... And I thought of a few things that are commonly talked about as the right way in different publishing circles. Um, for me, like the right way would be to keep on with the starting format of the podcast, quote unquote, right way. Um, and I said that wasn't the right way for me right now. Um, some other ways that I've decided that isn't the right way for me from popular knowledge or popular agreement to me. Um, rapid release. I love the power of rapid release. I have done it as a romance author to great success. Uh, it's given me some of the best um, earnings months I've ever had, but it also put me into severe burnout. So that's not the right way for me. And I possibly someday might do it if I can hold back enough stories to release them quickly but I don't think that that's a right way for me either I like the feedback I like putting something out getting feedback getting the success um, boost um, I think James Clear talked no this was there's a book that I read that talked about this um, I'm gonna put it in the show notes but it talks about how momentum um, and motivation, oh, the motivation myth, that's the title, the motivation myth. The key topic I took, or the key phrase I took away from that was that motivation is, you don't have motivation and then do something. You don't have motivation and then success. You do something and then you have motivation. You have success and then you have motivation. Motivation doesn't breed success. Success breeds motivation. So that was a lot of words to say the same thing. Um, and that's what I get from 
publishing a book when it's done. I do like to have lead time so that like I finish it because I have finished a book and then edited it in one day and published it. And that's not ideal for me. One, it's rushed and it's not as clear as I want it to be um, and clean. Uh, two, it doesn't give me any time to set up any kind of automated marketing. I love doing pre-orders because it means I can set everything up and not have to think about it in the moment. I can prepare it ahead of time. And then I don't feel stressed because I just know everything is going to go out when it should in the manner it should. And that would be the bonus also of doing a rapid release where I stock up books ahead of time and that I know that they're all going to go out and the pattern is going to happen as it should. Uh, emails, other marketing, and I don't have to do anything like right now. I don't have to remember to do something at two o'clock on Tuesday the 16th. I just know that everything's going to go out as it should which is super ideal for me. I love that. I love setting everything up ahead of time and then just letting it go. Way less stressful for me. Um, and then another thing I've decided is not the right thing for me, even though it is the smart thing, is niching down to one genre or even one subgenre. I have done that for three years and it, again, has burned me out. I've burned out at least three times. I may be in a fourth burnout. Um, that is something that um, in my one-on-one -on -one with Becca, because I just finished the Write Better Faster 1.0, and I will talk about that in another episode. But that's one thing we talked about was that it sounded like I was in burnout. And just before we had had our one-on-one, -on -one, I had come to the conclusion, and this kind of ties in with my feelings about how I kind of burned out on the podcast already one month in, um, is that I don't have... And this is kind of interesting. I don't have the energy to write solo work. Um, so kind of the opposite of what I'm doing with the podcast. I only have the energy for my co-writes right now. And part of that is I don't have the focus or the energy to do the deep work of plotting and figure, like and seeing like down the road where I'm at. I have two projects I'm working on actively in fiction. And... One is in the romance, and it's a series that has been very popular. It is my my main moneymaker. It's what pays my bills with my dear friend and co-writer. And we sit down. We have a one to two hour call where we hash out the plot together. I type it, and then we have it. We have it. Like We trade chapters back and forth. Um, she takes one character. I take another. And then we have it right ahead of us i don't have to think about the grand story i just have to think about my scene which is what i'm capable of right now my other project is a space opera with my dear friend tammy valbura and it the way we're doing it she is doing the plot we kind of did brainstorming together and then she did the majority of the world building with me like jumping in and being like oh wouldn't it be cool if um, and then, so she finished the plot and now I have the plot and I just get to go write the prose, which I just love, especially in, the in sci-fi. I don't have to think uh, as much about like, oh, what are the world implications of this world building thing, especially in the first book? Um, it's already been done for the most part. And I get to add nuance, and I get to add depth, and I get to play with the words. 
for the last couple chapters, I've taken a leaf out of Jay Thorne's book and I have been writing dialogue only. And it's not as difficult as I feared it would be, but I also get kind of these, these itchy fingers to go back and expand it. So I don't know that I'm going to go through the entire book doing dialogue only. Um, I really just want to do what I enjoy right now <laughs> with this particular project. And so uh, I'm pretty sure I'm going to go back and I'm going to play and expand and, and, and deepen the scenes I have just for my own enjoyment. Because um, that's really important. I've realized in the last year how important it is to get back to the enjoyment of the work because the romance for me definitely became a day job i had to get in clock in clock out um, and i just stopped enjoying it. it stopped being as much of a challenge because i'd reached a level of proficiency that i was happy with in the romance genre not the top at all uh because my heart isn't also there but making my money so that's good and then another um, right way versus, and I'm calling, in my mind, I'm calling this the right way versus the healthy way. And the healthy way is different for every person. Um, and there's two different sides to this one. A lot of people would say that going KDP exclusive is the right way. You get in, you make a bunch of money, and then maybe you get out. Um, and other people will say, oh, wide is the right version. Like start as you mean to go. And... For me, picking one or the other is not healthy. I really want the quote-unquote safety of being wide. Um, I know that it's a slower build-up. I know that it will not get me as much money in the beginning, but I want to have things more spread out. I want to being on the forefront of the international ebook revolution. And so there are definitely some projects I will have that will be wide. But I'm very comfortable in the Kindle KDP exclusivity. It's what I know. It's what most of my books are in. Romance does really well there, particularly my subgenre. And, and it's... A different kind of safety in that it's known. I know basically how much I'm going to make per new release depending on what um, how long it is which series it's in and so that's its own kind of safety so I will have other books that will continue to release into KU and stay in KU for the foreseeable future and that's healthy for me to have both what my original intention this year was to have, I mean, we're halfway through the year. I meant to have a couple books out as me, as Chris Kane, um, in KU by now and taking the wide stuff slow and steady and enjoyably. And that has not happened. The only books I've released this year have been on the romance pen name. And part of me hates that. I feel as if I've disappointed myself, I didn't meet my goals, but I also recognize, and this is the healthy thing, like I recognize like the right way would have been to like power through, get books done, get them published. But the healthy way has been to step back, write less, read more, relax more, cry a lot, and just recognize that this is a period of my life that I will 
never have this particular experience again. I will go through other times that are personally hard, that are globally difficult, and they will affect me in different ways because of the knowledge I will have gained from this session, like this part of my life, from the energy or lack thereof, my health or lack thereof, and just recognize that at some point I will have another high activity period. Um, again, this is something that Becca and I, Becca Simes and I talked about, and I will go into deeper um, information on that when I do my episode on Write Better Faster. But at some point, the lack of doing things will become a new pain point. Right now, the pain point is writing certain things or trying to plot is difficult because so much energy is expended in other areas of my life. At some point, those will more or less resolve or be integrated and the pain point will become, I really want to write and my routine or my pattern doesn't support that, so I need to change my routine or my pattern. That's really hard for me to accept. I really want to be active, high active, all the time, and I recognize that that's not healthy or even possible. And it's really hard for me to integrate that acceptance with the belief that if I have a routine and I stick to the routine, that I'll always be able to produce the same level or keep the same momentum because the fact is that our systems can be disrupted. Our routines can be disrupted by external circumstances that we have no control over and we have to shift. I will never be able to hold to the same routine year in and year out. Uh, My son is going to get older. His needs are going to change. I'm going to get older. My needs are going to change. The things I want are going to change. And I have a hard time accepting that my routine is going to need to change. Even though it's been forced to change multiple times in my life, it's really hard for me to accept that I don't control everything. A little bit of a control freak. But learning to process that and also just learning that the right way to do things is not necessarily my healthy way to do things um so that's the thing i wanted to kind of push forward and share like the struggles i've been having with this and i'm really curious what the listeners have struggled with what is something you've been told is the right way to do things? And you're either struggling with that now or you've already rejected it as not for you. You can go to www.rightawaypodcast.com to leave a comment. And if this podcast is helping you in any way, you can go to coffee.com slash Chris Kane. That's K-O-F-I slash C-R-Y-S-C-A-I-N. I will have links in the show notes. And I appreciate any support that you can throw my way for the production of this podcast, the transcriptions. They are not free. And I hope to be here in one more week talking about my experience with Becca Symes, Write Better Faster. 
one point zero class.